I'm going to repay you for betraying me. I'm going to give that brain of yours a new home. Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Brennan. Um, full disclosure, in case you hate um, ASMR and mukbangs, Sergio is eating broccoli at the moment, which he didn't ask permission to do so during the podcast, but he did warn me that he was going to be doing so during the podcast. Um, and I just told him, it's not the worst thing you've done on air, so I guess I can live with it. <laughs> All right, Brennan. Yes, I did give you fair warning. But at the same time, don't you also encourage me to eat healthy? I mean, I do. That's great. I mean, I guess it's better than you eating like a... I'm trying to think of something unhealthy, and the only thing in my brain was gogurt, which I'm sure is not good for you. Honestly, gogurt seems pretty healthy to me. It's he- it has it's, it's yogurt, you know? It's dairy, proteins. Yeah, it's usually also room temperature. Oh, a frozen gogurt though. My mom would put those in the freezer. Them shits were good. That doesn't sound good, but I believe you. Oh yeah, it got kind of like flaky and strange. But, but you know what we should do? What should we do after this podcast? We should go get some gogurts. Do they still exist? Wouldn't they? I feel like lots of things still exist, and we don't expect them to. I guess that's true. We don't go into like child aisles anymore. We don't. Anyways, Brendan, what brings us here today? Actually, I do go in the child aisles. I drink Pedialyte like it's my job. That's not the child aisle. That's the infant aisle. It's I guess that's true. Different age groups. And anyway, Brennan, what brings us here today? Oh, um, we're going to talk about House of Frankenstein. Um, but first, oh, I forgot to warn you. We were doing a 10-word review. Um, of the invitation, right? Okay, yeah, you saw. Um, my review of the invitation is, it's predictable, but a satisfying slow burn dinner party thriller. I had words to, to burn, so I threw in some adjectives. And my review of the invitation is, um, no invite necessary. This party is tense and lovely. Okay. Hey, you did it. Um, so you, you actually looked at my uh, notes that I left on the table, hoping you would <laughs> look at them. Um, you hoped I wouldn't look at them? I hoped you would look at them. Oh, okay. So you would notice that the invitation was on our list. You're Well, Brennan, I'm just, I come prepared is what I'm saying. <laughs> is it? Yes. Okay. That's, you, you can say whatever you want. That's the power of the microphone. Of words. Anyway, um, here's the plot for House of Frankenstein, hailing from the year of our Lord, 1944. After escaping from prison, the evil Dr. Neiman, Boris Karloff, and his hunchbacked assistant, Daniel, <laughs> J. That's Car- funny. <laughs> yeah, J. Carol Nash, plot their revenge. Still gets me. It still does. Um, plot their revenge against those who imprisoned them. For this, they recruit the powerful wolfman, Lon Chaney, Frankenstein's monster, Glenn Strange, and even Dracula himself, John Carradine, uh, period. <laughs> Neiman pursues those who wrong him, sending each monster out to do his dirty work. But his control on the monsters is weak at best and may prove to be his downfall. <laughs> that was a pretty savage plot synopsis. <laughs> it was a pretty accurate one, too. Oh, it was completely accurate, but <laughs> weak at best is what I feel like I would say about no comment. Weak at best? Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, um, we rate all of our movies on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. And out of five, what's your scariness score? Three. Really? No. Oh, okay. Gotcha. You got me. Oh, my God. The way that, Look, 
I like that you're trying to turn the mic off so that we can't hear your disgusting chewing noises, but also the way that your voice kind of shoots in and out of my brain is so alarming. <laughs> um, Keeps I, you on your toes. It does. It's just ironic because you're sitting on your butt. Like I normally do. <laughs> okay, Brennan, you were saying. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. So what was my score? One. Yeah. I mean. Maybe. You know what? No, I'll give it a two. There were some tense moments, and I didn't know if homegirl Gypsy was going to make it out alive or not. Yes, there is a uh, a Romani person in this movie. Wasn't she German? What? Isn't she German? Well, I mean, they were in Germany. Okay. I also thought she might have been German. No. Okay. Moving on. Um, her name was Elanka, um, and you were worried that she was going to live or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that too. Me too. Um, she actually provided some of the more interesting scenes because um, Daniel the Hunchback is very into her. And you kind of get this tension of, we don't really think she's going to love him because that's not the way that these movies work. Um, but nope. there's a tension of, is she going to accept him as a human being? And she does for, for two minutes. So that's nice. Yeah, they get along pretty well. You know, she yeah, until until the Wolfman comes in and she is dripping. Uh, her like eight layers of panties are sodden mm-hmm. for the Wolfman. Well, I mean, like the well, her characterization was just bad because she's like a Betty Boop style like character where she only exists to be fawned over and to fawn over some men as well. Oh yeah, and she has the dialogue of a five-year-old child she's like i like you you're nice to me Mm -hmm. and then later she's like i hate you you're mean and ugly Mm -hmm. (laughs) to the same person by the way yeah so there's really like it's hard to like her um and to really like defend any of her decisions because of that characterization Mm -hmm. like the actress is great she's lovely and she brings that character to life yeah and she's introduced performing a dance that's really good yeah it it Took my breath away. Um, so, so yeah. So, she's great. Oh, no. She's not great. Um, well, the actress is great. The character is bad. Uh-huh. Um, so, do you, like, believe that she likes the Wolfman? Or is it just because, like, this is kind of, like, lazy plot device? Like, we need to create some tension between the Wolfman and Daniel. <laughs> you mean, do I believe that anybody could like the Wolfman? Mm-hmm. Well, Lon Chaney's not unattractive, I guess. But they had um, like no like interactions. Oh she no. just saw him and she was like, w- like heart well, eye emoji. Okay, look, you know, look. Here are your options: <laughs> Daniel, who is well, look, a very nice person, and who is prob is the best choice for her. But you know, in the in the forties, is not a good time to be a hunchback, nor any time really. But you know, that was. Me, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be body positive, but also it's it's a hard life out there. Stay mm-hmm. strong, yeah. Daniel. We love you. Um, but yeah, Always so you're in our hearts. You're, you're choosing between Daniel, um, and then Doctor Neiman, who's clearly a deranged mad scientist man. He's who asexual, tried to, though. He is asexual, and he tried to put a man's brain into a dog. So <laughs> maybe that's that's his kink. Um, um, so between those two choices. A person who is just a human being shows up and is like, hey, sup? Like, who are you going to choose? 
I mean, she, does she have to choose anyone as a thing? Can't she just choose herself and love herself? No, she's a woman in a movie from 1944. She has to choose a man. Well, then, yeah, I guess you're right. Because, I mean, like, presumably, like, was she in love with someone beforehand? Like, was she, like, what was her life before she met these people? That the instant I mean, she met them, she fell in love with one of them, just his face. And then once it was revealed that there was more than just his face, she was like, eh, you a homie. And then the other dude, when she sees him and she sees all of him, she's like, okay. Well, no, I'm, d- I'm down for this. I mean, she was dancing for this man who kind of owned her before this. Like, it, I don't think it was a slave situation, but it was a kind of like the um, opening scene of Hustlers, where you're seeing uh, Constance Wu earn her money by stripping, and then it kind of, most of it's taken away from her by the bosses. Mm-hmm. Like, she earns her money by dancing, but she doesn't really see any of that money. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't like the man that she's with. Mm-hmm. Or that not she's not with, but she's like working for, mm-hmm. and that's kind of her her life before that. All right, and so then once she gets beat, she's <laughs> like, she gets beat by him. She does, and then Daniel saves her ass. She does, and she cannot see past his little deformity, um, not not deformity, um, eccentricity, um, and love him for all the good that he's brought her. So uh-huh. truly. She's a bad character. She's a problematic fave. Ivanka is. I, I guess so. No, but um, here's the thing. Um, you know how you love a man you can fix? I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That That's the wolf man. Yeah, I know. He's so fucking sad. He's like, I want to die. It's the same plot. It's the same character beats as the last movie where he's like, I'm a wolf. I don't want to be a wolf. Let me die, please. Mm-hmm. Make me die. Yeah. And Dr. Neiman's like, well, yes, but first find me the plans. Does does the Wolfman remind you of Hamlet? In that he's annoying? Yes. And very mopey? Yes. And then Ivana or I- what's Ilanka. her name? Ilanka. Like, I'm going to keep confusing her with Trump's. Oh, yeah. It's just going to happen. I thought her name was Ivanka for a very long time. Um, Ilanka, uh, she, she is Ophelia. Sure. She could be. She doesn't drown in a river. Kind of wish she would. <laughs> No, but she saves the day. Does she? I With don't... her bullet. Oh, yeah. She uses a silver bullet to kill the werewolf, the mm-hmm. wolfman, the wolfman. Mm-hmm. But then also she gets killed by the bullet and or the wolfman. It was unclear. I think it was one of those like murder scenarios. It was Hamlet, and then it became Romeo and Juliet. Actually, Hamlet ends with most of the people dying, so it still works. No, but they died together like in Romeo oh, and Juliet. Oh, that's so beautiful. You know that beautiful murder-suicide? Yes. Um, but anyway, I'm also giving this a 2 out of 5 on scariness just because... Dr. Neiman is truly unhinged and there's nothing that he won't do. And you're a little nervous about the lengths that he's going to go to. Yeah, he's very creepy. You know what else is creepy? What else? The Dracula, who is also him, apparently. No, it was actually it was just a different old white man. They look so much alike. Oh, yeah. Dracula is actually played by John Carradine, who is a pretty famous person. Um, He was actually we he was in a movie called The Boogeyman in 1980, which is not his biggest credit. I don't know why I brought it up. Never heard of it. Um, he was also uncredited. He played one of the hunters who shows up at the cabin in Bride of Frankenstein. So we've already seen him in one of these movies. You know what's a good Boogeyman movie? What? Don't look under the bed. I don't know that that's the title of the movie. Wait, what do you think the title is? Are you talking about Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? Isn't it Don't Look Under the Bed? I don't think so. It's a Disney Channel movie? Oh, Maybe. I don't freaking know. It's going to be on Disney Plus? Sure. 
on my Disney stands. What's up? Okay. Um. Anyway, so thank yeah. you for playing along. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Doctor Neiman is messed up. Um. Also messed up is the fact that Boris Karloff is in a Frankenstein movie and he's not playing Frankenstein. What? What decision-making process was required for this to be the thing that happened in this movie? He wanted to, you know, prove that he had the range. He could have made a different movie. He made hundreds of different movies. Well, in the past movie, weren't they, like, switching off between Frankenstein and Bela Lugosi? Um, yeah, well, because Bela Lugosi played Igor twice, and then he played Frankenstein. And Lon Chaney also played Frankenstein. So basically... It was a very incestuous casting pool at Universal at the time. Yeah, everyone just did everything, you know? I'm sure they all yeah. experimented with one another. Yeah. Where's that tell-all? Oh, my God. Yes, please. Um, anyway, so speaking of Bela Lugosi, he's not in this movie, so the Dracula we get is John Carradine. Um, he does look exactly like Dr. Neiman to the point that we both thought he was being played by the same actor. Yeah. Um, he's not a single bit like Bela Lugosi. And everyone's still calling him Dracula. It's very confusing. He's just like some like British genteel dude with a mustache. And he has a little 15-minute baby. It's a Dracula short, basically. Yeah. And then he dies. And then the woman that he's been trying to court and her fiancé just kind of get left behind. And the movie forgets about that. Truly, that's all they could have wanted. I mean, I guess that's... That's a happy ending for them, but mm-hmm. it's like, why did we watch this baby Dracula movie? That's a good question, Brennan, and we're going to hold off on that because we're transferring into campiness now. Yes, okay. Brennan, what's your campiness score? Four out of five. Four out of five. I give it a three. Okay. Well, I gave it four out of five, one for each movie that this movie is. <laughs> ha! That's a good joke. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so you gave it a three? What What's a moment that stands out to you? I think because it was a little more cohesive and less of a joke than some of the other movies have been. You'll have to explain this to me because I found this movie pretty laughable. I mean, it made sense that, you know, we we, we, <laughs> we started off in a jail and then we met Dracula and had that ordeal. And then after that, we were in Germany, apparently. And uh-huh. were we always in Germany? Yeah, Frankenstein's always been in Germany. Okay. And then we were just in rural Germany now. Uh, and he, he meets this woman and, you know, he defrosts Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Uh, and then, you know, the ending happens. Cohesive. Yeah. It was a very tight script. I would completely disagree with the fact that it's tight, tight, but I will say it follows. It's picaresque is what it is. It's, um, what does that word mean? Like a series of small adventures. It's like the Odyssey, but with a mad scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I just there's so much stuff in this movie that's just completely out of control. First of all, when the Wolfman f- turn first turns into the Wolfman, there is a doorway. Um, it's got one of those havesy like I don't know if they're called French doors, but it's like two halves so one of the halves of the door is open and the other half is closed and he smashes through the glass of the closed half and it's like you could have walked through the door sir i know you are a crazed wolf man but please it's like you're going through sliding doors and the doors slide and you insist on breaking through the glass that slid open for you that's what he did sure i know i i like the spirit of what you're saying even if I don't fully understand the content. Whatever. I tried. I tried to make a joke. And you 
tried. <laughs> Thank you, Brennan. Look, you made a little joke. Okay, we can like not harp on this. Okay. Um, also, just Dr. Neiman's plan gets so confusing. Um, it's basically he just wants to take out people's brains and put them in other bodies. It is a full-on brain musical chairs. Daniel is like, can you please put my brain in the Wolfman's body? Because I want to have a body that Alonka will like. But Dr. Neiman's like, no. <laughs> um, I'm putting... Frankenstein's brain. Yeah, or he's putting the Wolfman's brain into. So, is there a third dude? There's a third dude, right? I thought he was putting Frankenstein's brain in the Wolfman's body. Oh, he kidnaps two people. Oh, and really? He's gonna put the Wolfman's brain inside one of their bodies, and he's gonna put one of their brains inside of the Frankenstein, and the Frankenstein brain into the Wolfman body. And Daniel's like, can I just get in this? Because <laughs> it seems already re- like we're getting a lot of brains out in the, we're juggling it around. Like, uh-huh. it seems like we could get me in here. Dr. Neiman's like, no, no. Um, it's truly wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. It makes no sense. <laughs> I guess I skipped over that part of the plot because I don't remember any other like people being kidnapped. No, it was the two of the people who were uh, in charge of the town that had been the people who, like, sent Dr. Neiman to jail. Okay. Oh, I remember them now. He hated them. Yes. Anyway, um, it's just, it's really ludicrous, and it's kind of fun. Um, but let, let's move on to effects, shall we? Unless you have more to say? Vis-a-vis campiness? Uh, was there anything else that was campy? I'm going to say no, but I'll just mention it overall if it, like, comes up. Sure. Um, do we have an effects score to share with our lovely audience? A two, and that's purely for the defrosting of the bodies. <laughs> Watching ice melt. Thrilling. Yeah, because, I mean, nothing... I mean, the sets were nice. Um, uh, and, like, Dracula turning into a little bat. Uh, <gasps> that was, was adorable. That was fun, too, but nothing was really, like, stand, like stood out. Effects-wise, yeah. do you disagree? Um... I mean, I'm giving it a three for two reasons that are more just based on the fact that I was impressed they accomplished this on their budget. There was, like, kind of a cool, like, buggy car crash scene. Mm -hmm. And also, um, during Lon Chaney's Wolfman transformation, he's actually moving his face. He's kind of, like, twitching and snarling. And that matches with the Wolfman's, the Wolfman twitching and snarling, like, across the fade, which is really impressive considering that usually in those kind of effects they have to have their actor stand very still um and it's been very noticeable in the previous movies so that was a pretty cool effect yeah that was decent i don't know i just you know props to them that mm-hmm. that was hard to do in 1944 mm-hmm. um, i feel like there hasn't been anything since seeing the little people in the first frankenstein movie second frankenstein second frankenstein movie that's really like you know topped that Everything oh yes yeah. has been Slim Pickens. I mean, that's true. They haven't really attempted to accomplish a lot. And the monsters are barely in any of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this that I do like that we got the, the Dr. Neiman situation. Because that was someone who did not require a budget to create. But was still kind of, you know, frantic and scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the flapping bat puppet that Dracula becomes to suck someone's blood... Which, first of all, I don't remember him needing to become a bat to suck blood, but that seems to be what this character's doing. Yeah. Um, but it's just this adorably silly little flapping puppet that we first see in silhouette, but then in real life, and yeah. it's it's not great. 
No, it's fun. It's, I imagine they used it. Do you think that was the original like merch? I don't think merchandising was. Get your Dracula little puppets. I don't think it's the way scare it is your mother's now. children. I think the reason or the way merchandising is now is because of Star Wars. Oh, um, so definitely thirty years before Star Wars, they weren't doing the same kind of things. Those sadly. damn Ewoks. All right, um, so that takes us to overall score. Mm-hmm. Are you not going to tell me what your score is while I drink water? Well, I have to be asked. Okay, fine. What's your score? You're like a vampire. You have to be invited in yes, to the I question. Do. Yeah. Who, what kind of white man just rudely assumes things that the world wants from him, Brennan? Every white man. Exactly. And I'm not one of those. I'm not white. That's so true. I need, I need to be asked and prompted. Okay. Uh, like a good person. Uh, You're on a podcast. You can talk. That's fine. It's implicit. <laughs> All right. So my score for overall quality is a two. I was vacillating between two and a three, but I'm going to give it a three. First of all, just to be different, but also this conversation kind of made me have a certain fondness for this movie. Why? Because I was like, it, it's so silly. Like, it's kind of charmingly silly, even though it's kind of boring and bad a lot of the time. No, it is that. And it's definitely memorable enough that, you know, we saw this movie, what was it, Monday night? Two nights ago. Or was it Sunday? Did we see it Sunday? We saw it Monday. Okay. Um... And oh yeah, because you were off work. Um, we saw it thrilling, <laughs> a thrilling conversation for the fans. We saw it two nights ago, and like it's still stuck with me. And that's not necessarily always been true about some of the other movies. A yeah. lot of the other movies are pretty boring, and they tend to fade in, like you know, to the background. That mm-hmm. was definitely true for whatever it was, Frankenstein versus the Wolfman that we saw before this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie, as you mentioned, might have been a little bit more nonsensical, but at the same time. I'm talking about like, you know, the whole Dracula interlude. Uh-huh. Like we really didn't need that, but it was nice to have. And it was definitely like an action sequence that kept me engaged with the movie mm-hmm. that I was so tuned out in Frankenstein versus the Wolfman. There That's was true. nothing happening in that. Movie. Yeah. There's one action sequence and it's 20 seconds at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. This oh, one, there was more happening consistently. That's true. And even though it wasn't great, great. Um, I definitely thought that it was like, a solid like beat, you know, which is what I meant when I said that it was quote unquote cohesive. Okay. That makes sense. I'm fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so this movie does have an equally perfunctory ending though. Mm -hmm. Um, Dr. Neiman is being carried by Frankenstein's monster out of the castle. And Dr. Neiman's like, no, don't go that way. It's quicksand, quicksand. And then they sink in quicksand and it just says the end. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's really, you know, per the convention of the time, I guess. All of the movies have very unsatisfying endings and what we're used to. But we grew up in the age of, like, where people, um, like, you know, the good guy prevails. And, you know, like, there's a moral to the story and we, like, take it to heart. Um, And that just wasn't the style back in the day. Are you you disagreeing with me? I think I disagree. I mean... These movies are the horror films, so they they end the moment the villain is vanquished. But I say generally there are still like heroes and virtuous people fighting the monsters. Mm-hmm. This one actually isn't though. Like I guess the Frankenstein movies have always had a sympathy for the monster, but this is the first one I can recall where the lead protagonist is a villain that we're following, mm-hmm. like a man seeking revenge. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. That's new. 
That is somewhat new, but I mean, we've always had an Igor-type character. Like, the Frankenstein movies have essentially been about Igor. Igor is the evil (laughs) propelling the movies forward. Or at least he was in, like, two out of the three movies. Uh Uh-huh. No, but I'm saying usually in these movies we have someone who is a force for good, and they are the Dr. Frankenstein or the son of Frankenstein or the brother of the son of Frankenstein or the second cousin twice removed of Frankenstein and his fiancée or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, there's usually some force of good, and they also tend to die, but there's, like, a virtuous person. Yeah, but they aren't really, like, the main focus of the movie. They're just kind of in there, you know, I would say deus ex machina style. Like, they're just there to provide that. I guess But they're so. not really... We don't follow them like we do today. Like, you know, we follow main characters in their triumph over evil. I just I think the sweeping generalization you are making based on a couple of movies is not that's fair. Is not fitting with that's me. Fair. But that's fair. Sure. That's fair. That's completely fair. I have only seen from the 1940s what you have shown me uh-huh. for this podcast, so I can't make that generalization. I do think that old movies, though, like they 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 just they, they suck in comparison to today. <laughs> um. They don't suck, but they're just not what we're used to. Yeah, that's true. And, you know. And so their endings, like you've mentioned, seem perfunctory. Yeah. I mean, there are definitely movies from the 40s that don't have endings like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, at least this franchise and what Universal was doing around this time. It's definitely, definitely that. Um, Yeah, what else have I written down here? Um, Lots of repetitive dialogue. Um, the Wolfman's just so sad and boring. I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. I get that in your like solo venture, you got to have like an emotional arc and like learn about wolf stuff, and it was, must have been very exciting for everyone. But I don't need to see you repeating the same sad sack nonsense as Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. It's just kind of dull. I agree. Um, the movie gets high marks for having female characters. Did we get female characters in the last movie? Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Yeah, Elsa Elsa Frankenstein with her like giant net that she wore around her head. Oh yeah, I remember her. She was good. Um but this one had two. Did it? Yeah. The germ the Ilanka. Ilanka. And then also the, oh, the Dracula friend. The Dracula girl that he tried to like marry and steal. Yeah. I mean, sure. She was beautiful. She was beautiful. What? I, I, uh, sure yeah you're right she was interesting were you not captivated when she was like uh hypnotized by dracula not really fine i was okay i mean sorry I'm for getting were. lost in the magic no, of the you're, movies you're right you're right you're right um i think that's going to be the end of this podcast um you can find us on twitter at scream 101 pod uh email us at scream 101 podcast at gmail.com what nothing why are you shaking your head at me I'm not doing anything. Okay. Our theme song is A Beat for You by Pseudo Echo. Next week, we're going to be watching Anaconda's Trail of Blood. Are we? <laughs> what are a, we doing a leprechaun? Are we overdue for a leprechaun movie? Um, th- we're kind of, we were kind of sandwiching in Anacondas this month so we can catch up um, for Lake Placid versus Anaconda in November. Um, so leprechaun will be coming in due time, my friend. Okay. Um, I actually think it's, yeah, it's soon. It's soon. Um, but do you have any guesses for our next Frankenstein movie? It came out the year after. It's called House of Dracula. 
So how do you think this is going to be similar or different from House of Frankenstein? Um, well, in this movie, I was led to believe that Dracula died because he got exposed to the sun. Uh-huh. So my guess is he didn't really die. Well, yeah. No, these characters never actually die. Like in the last one, we were meant to believe that the Wolfman and Frankenstein died because they got flooded by the castle. But then in this one, is like, surprise, they're just in ice and they've been there forever, even during summer, I guess. Um, you know, that's just how, that's how this shit's going to be. Um, do you think Dracula is going to get to meet any of the other characters? Possibly. What do you think, Brennan? Um, I think that we're going to be getting performances from actors we recognize, but it's still going to be very confusingly cast. Mm-hmm. I am aware that Lon Chaney will be returning as the Wolfman, presumably to just cry some more. Thanks. Um, at least I think he will be. I don't know. I know he is going to show up in like a lot of these movies. And I think it's probably going to be the same combination of monsters. Maybe we'll throw in a mummy if we have some time. That'd be so cool. I would love to see a mummy. Oh, yeah, me too. I did read that they wanted to put the mummy in House of Frankenstein, but they just didn't have the money for it. <laughs> okay, that's disappointing, but yeah, you know. And I'm like, D- did you not have the money to wrap someone up in toilet paper? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, House of Dracula, I assume, is going to be just as mystifying and strange which i'm kind of looking forward to yeah this one was good it was a nice bounce back so here's hoping the next one is too yeah um and that's the end of the podcast good luck on your journey stay gold everybody this episode was brought to you by pod people productions to find more episodes of this show and others please visit podpeople.me it's podcasts for the weird at heart